Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the bishop of the Interdenominational Order of Missioners of the Holy Spirit, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. In the Pacific Northwest, outdoor recreation is insanely popular. That's why many people moved to the Northwest and lived in the Pacific Northwest. And every summer and spring, people set out to go hiking, backpacking, and mountaineering. And inevitably, more than a few people end up losing their way. Some people end up falling away, unfortunately, while mountaineering. And one of the main reasons is that they are not prepared. Being unprepared when you go out for a hike in the woods or you go up for a climb in the mountain can be a pretty serious business. And likewise, I think many people set out in their adventure with Jesus Christ to walk with Him on His way And as they do, they are not prepared to follow the Lord. And ultimately, too many end up falling away or losing their way. In the Gospels, Jesus' main concern was not about appealing to the multitudes. That wasn't His main concern. Because those were the ones He knew that merely believed in Him. But Jesus' priority was to prepare the minority of those who would wholeheartedly follow Him. And Christ calls them disciples. Disciples. You see, Jesus knew that believers would only follow Him in sunny places, and easy spaces, but disciples would follow Him anywhere. And so Jesus' priority was making the few disciples rather than the multitude of believers. And in my humble opinion, that must be the mission of the church in the world in the 21st century. In verse 21 of Matthew 16, the Gospel writer says, from that time on, Jesus began to show His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Evidently, Peter wasn't yet a fully committed disciple because Peter takes Jesus aside and said, listen, Stop this kind of talk because this is never going to happen to you. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You don't have the things of God in mind. You have the things of the enemy and things of man in your mind. And so Jesus addresses all of His followers, all of the apostles, all of those who were with Him, and He says, listen, if anyone would be My disciples, if anyone would follow me to Jerusalem, you're going to have to deny yourself, your desires, your agendas, 
pick up my agenda, pick up your cross and follow me to Jerusalem. Are you a believer or are you a disciple? If you're a disciple, you will go with Jesus to Jerusalem. The first and third century church was willing to go to Jerusalem with Jesus. The first and third century apostolic church, that church is founded by Christ and the apostles. They were filled with disciples. In fact, they were so willing to go to Jerusalem with Jesus that they were the church of martyrs. The church that gave their blood for the sake of the Gospel and won the Roman Empire to Christ in doing so. How about you? Are you prepared to travel the way of Jesus just like the first, second, third century church? Even if it leads to Jerusalem? Are you willing? If so, you've got to be prepared to deny yourself, to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. You've got to be prepared. And the first thing you have to do is you have to transition from a mere believer to a true disciple. What does that mean? It means that you have to be fully converted. The problem with the American church today is not that we're not converting people to Christ, it's that the church itself is not fully converted. After the church becomes fully converted, it can begin to effectively convert others to Christ. And believe me, your neighbors, those who keep an eye on you because you claim that you're a Christian, they can tell whether you're fully converted or not. Now what does that mean to be fully converted? It's been said that you have to be converted three times. The three C's of conversion. First of all, you're converted to Christ. Too many people in the American church, Christ is your best friend. He's your homeboy. He's the guy who has your back. But Jesus is Lord. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You see, Lord means that He's your Master, that you obey Him, that you follow Him through thick and thin. You must be converted to Jesus. Why? Because He's your boss God. He's your boss God. He's not only your boss, but He's God. He's not only God, but He's your boss. He, he tells you what to do. You follow Him. You're committed to Him. You're devoted to Him. Second thing you must be converted to is his church. That is his body. His body. So when people ask you, where do you go to church? You say, well, I am part of the church and we meet at... So you have to stop going to church and start becoming his body. The first, second, third century church understood themselves to not only be the body of Christ, they understood themselves to be the church militant. For too many people in the American church, going to church means a half hour Christian concert followed by a 20 to 30 minute spiritual TED talk. That's not what Christ intended with church. Christ founded His church as we read last week, 
And he said the gates of Hades, the gates of death, would not prevail against it. It is the church militant. It is the church on the move. It is the church that is radically committed. It is the church of the martyrs. It is the church that was founded by the apostles. It is the church that is willing to deny itself, take up its cross, and follow Christ. And it leads us to the third C of conversion, that you're committed to Christ, you're committed to His church, and you're committed to His cross. What does self-denial mean to you? What does self-denial mean to you? Self-denial means at least this, that you subordinate, subordinate your agenda to Christ's agenda. He comes first. His business comes first. His matters come first. His will for your life comes first. Are you fully converted? That's the first thing you've got to do. You've got to transition from being a mere believer to someone who is fully converted to Christ, to His church, and to His cause. Every so often I'll meet a new Christian and Sometimes, as I meet new believers, new believers, they'll start dropping names of influencers. They'll say, "What well, do you do? Do you know about this influencer? Have you heard this influencer? Have you seen this influencer?" They're they're name dropping believers, and when they start dropping the names of these influencers, I just I just sigh. <laughs> Lord, give me patience. Give me patience. And I want to grab him, I want to shake him and say, you know, I love you, but you need to find a real-life person to mentor you. A real-life, Christ-like person to mentor you. How about you? Do you have anybody who's a real-life Christian person, a Christ-like Christian person who is mentoring you? Here's what I think is going on in the American church today. I think, by and large, most people are trying to outfit themselves. Now think about that first analogy that I gave, that we live in the Pacific Northwest, and people live here because of the great outdoors. They love to recreate in the great outdoors. And they go out and they hike, and they fall, and they lose their way because they're not outfitted appropriately. They don't have an outfitter. They don't have the proper equipment. They don't have the proper guidance. And I see this as a, a real detriment to the American church today is that we have a whole generation of young people who are trying to outfit themselves because they don't have real life influencers involved in their lives that can outfit them. It's like the difference between Going to an outfitter versus going to an outdoor show. Are you with me? Well, of course I'm willing to climb Mount Rainier. I've been to an outdoor show. I listened to one of the, the mountaineering guides and he told me what equipment to get. Versus, you know what? I joined a mountaineering club led by an experienced mountaineer and we're going to climb Mount Rainier with her. Or with him. You see, many of you are trying to outfit yourselves. 
And in doing so, too many of you are going to lose your way. Too many of you are going to fall away. Let's take Peter, who is mentioned in this passage of Scripture in Matthew 16. Peter was outfitted by a real influencer, and his name was who? Jesus. Jesus outfitted, if you would, Peter and the apostles. In fact, Peter was so well outfitted that Jesus said, hey, you're so well outfitted that I'm going to call you Rocky. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Peter, also in English, who could be called Rocky, he takes the rebuke Jesus gave him in Matthew 16, and he follows Jesus to Jerusalem. But once he gets there, Rocky completely crumbles. He becomes a pile of gravel. (laughs) Not laughing at Peter, but just the incredible irony of it. He who is called Rocky becomes a pile of rubble. He crumbles in Jerusalem. Peter denies Jesus three times. Now in spite of that, Jesus later on restores him. He restores Peter. He restores Peter to his position of being the rock. Of being the rock. And later on, when John Mark, who gave us the Gospel of Mark, abandoned Barnabas and Paul in Pamphylia, Peter restores John Mark. Peter has learned how to become a true Christian outfitter, influencer. He becomes the rock Christ prophesied that he would be. How about you? Who's your real life God? Who's your real life outfitter? I'm glad you listened to me. But if you're relying on me alone and listening to this podcast to to equip and outfit you, it's not enough, folks. You've got to find a real life spiritual mentor, a Christ-like figure who can speak into your life, who's part of the body of Christ, who's part of the church militant, and so that that person can outfit you, equip you, and help you follow the way of Jesus, even if it should lead to Jerusalem. In the early church, there were, if you would, outfitters. Think about this. The church of the martyrs, the first, the second, the third century church, those who were willing to be disciples and follow Jesus all the way to death. The church of the martyrs, the apostolic church, they were filled with outfitters. We, we called them catechist. And catechist is a Greek word in the New Testament that means to instruct. They were instructors. They were teachers. The early church took catechetical instruction seriously because the church, the church knew that it couldn't count on believers. It had to make disciples. Today there are catechetical programs. They're all over the place. People are catching on. I think one really good program that's a catechetical program is the Alpha Course. And there's lots of others. There's 
new catechisms, series of question and answers that you go through that you can find online to help equip you to travel the way of Jesus, even if it leads to Jerusalem. Recently, in talking in a podcast about the failures of the Jesus Revolution, I said one of the greatest failures of the Jesus Revolution was the failure to disciple people effectively and to raise up disciplers, catechists, people who could mentor others. And that's why so many of you are, are having to outfit yourselves because there's no mentors. We've got to raise up a new generation of catechists, if you would, outfitters, if you would, people who are going to be mentors to help equip new believers and make them into fully converted disciples. And you know where all this starts, folks. To all you mommies out there, and dads as well. The place to start catechetical training is with your kids. I'm really getting fed up. I'm really getting fed up with people saying, we're just looking for good youth programming. Hey, you know where good youth programming starts? In the home. You need to start discipling your own kids in your home and stop relying on others and programs that churches come up with to do it. doesn't mean those programs are bad, but it's your responsibility. Some time ago, I was a chaplain in a retirement community, and one of the, the ladies had a, a son who was a retired Presbyterian minister. That's how old she was, that her son was a retired Presbyterian minister. And he began to share with me that every night, before bed, that their mother would go through these, these old Reformation catechisms with them. And he said how much that that spiritually formed him. The place of catechetical instruction for your kids begins in the home. Hey, these, these are difficult times we're living in here. In this collapse of Christendom and this post-Christian culture that we live in. And I really believe, I truly believe, folks, that more difficult times are coming. And that you must be fully outfitted to travel the way of Jesus. Just like you must be fully outfitted to climb Mount Rainier. You've got to be fully outfitted to travel the way of Jesus. And for goodness sakes, how many of you can do it alone? You'd be insane, or an expert mountaineer, one or the other, to try to climb Mount Rainier alone. Yet some of you are trying to travel the way of Jesus alone. Not only can you not get to Jerusalem, you can't even get to the nearest drinking fountain before you lose your way and fall away because you're not fully outfitted and you're traveling alone. Now some of you, I think, who are listening to me today is that you are one of those who have fallen by the way. You were wounded. You sprained your ankle. You got tired. You got discouraged. You gave up. You fell out. Some of you lost your way. 
Some of you got into things you shouldn't have gotten into while you were following the Lord. You got distracted and you lost your way. I want to give you some encouragement is that, hey, you, you can get back on the way with Jesus anytime. Peter, rocky, crumbled to a pile of rubble. He was restored and became the true rock, the leader of the apostolic band, one of the founders, chief founders of Christ's church here on earth. Likewise, Peter refitted and outfitted Mark, John Mark, after he fell and left Paul and Barnabas high and dry. It's never too late to get back on the way with Jesus. So how about it, folks? Are you, are you content with being a believer or are you resolved to be a disciple? Which one? If you're content with being a believer, especially in the culture we live in today, chances are you'll never get to the end point with Jesus. Chances are you'll never be willing to go to Jerusalem. But if you're a disciple, you'll go all the way with the Lord. You'll travel, you'll travel the Via Della Rosa, the way of sorrows. You'll travel the wilderness. You'll travel the deserts. But in the end, you will hear good and faithful disciple, well done, well done. Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny self, take up their cross, and follow. For whoever would save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. May the Lord's grace and power be with you so that you are fully prepared, that you're fully outfitted to be his disciples and to travel the way of Jesus, even to Jerusalem. Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.